0: Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call,
1: and I'm Lisa Call, and we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage.
0: Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining this conversation uh, for today in our podcast. Lisa and I are having a conversation around the title of "I Think" versus "I Feel." I think versus I feel. This is a common, uh, we could say, relational um, pattern experience for many couples, if not all couples at some point, just throughout the hours of the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months. Uh, It's just a common phenomena, uh, common relational pattern experience that, that Lisa and I want to spend some time with you today around. How do we navigate difference, particularly with regard to uh, the way we might think versus the way we might feel?
1: Yeah, I think this dynamic is at play in in every conversation, right, with every person. So our children, our families, Mm -hmm. strangers, people at work, um, it's just a dynamic that we're constantly navigating whether we are thinking about it or not. And Mm -hmm. I think when it it came to light for us, I think it was – something that really made a big impact and it it retrained maybe the way that we relate to each other the way that we hear each other respond to each other and i i think it's been um just really impactful for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's something that we talk about uh in our workshops, something we talk about therapeutically uh when i work with couples, it's it's just a fundamental difference often in our marriage. And and I, want to be intentional about saying it's not always gender specific, meaning at times uh, one of us might be more inclined to think about things, uh, and one of us might be more inclined to feel about things. And And it doesn't mean that's always true, uh, but it means that often in conflict or often in tension, often in difference, that's at play between us, that's often a foundational uh, difference in the way we navigate the world around us, like you said, Lisa, that's so true. And so many different relationships in in our world, uh, this can be true. So, so what we mean by this is that often when one of us is in a feeling state, uh, and feeling state meaning a right brain state, we our, our emotions are housed in our right brain, uh, and this is an important distinction. It's that our our emotional being. Uh, that we hold within our body is housed in a right in our right brain, and then on the in our left brain. And this is very this is for simplicity's sake. But left brain houses and uh, holds our logic and reasoning. And a helpful strategy for us in maybe remembering that is L. Uh, left brain for logic, that's just a helpful way to distinguish the difference. That's how I had to remember that in grad school. Uh, so left brain versus right brain. So our, our left brain is logic, reasoning, more of a thinking, analyzing, and our right brain is more of a, an emotional, felt sense, uh, the way we feel emotion, the way we, we might even express emotion. And what happens for, I think, for many of us in marriage is, is that at times we, we have difference in the way that we navigate a particular moment. Lisa might say something like this to me, which is what you said, I think, two days ago. You, Lisa, expressed, uh, uh, I would just say some emotions, some feelings, uh, I think these were the things that you had said, what I recall. You said something like, uh, I, I'm feeling a bit lonely today, or I'm feeling a bit disconnected today. Uh, and and my, my immediate impulse, my immediate impulse was this. It was, what? uh you you had three zoom calls with people today uh how how could that be that that can't be true uh i it, it, again do you hear the 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 attempt on my part to maybe try to talk lisa to talk you out of what you are feeling
1: mm-hmm. yeah to kind of rationalize like how could that be and I think I often do that to myself mm-hmm. i I grew up in a family where emotions were kind of off um we, we just didn't have emotions. They were um, something that we you know, weren't allowed to have. And so I think a, a lot of times I try to talk myself out of maybe feeling sad or feeling lonely, which comes up for me a lot. It's kind mm-hmm. of one of my...
0: But uh, why is that? Why would you say we, and I think this is true for most of us, and I would say in clinical work but also in our marriage and lots of other marriages that, that we talk with and work with is what you just said is so true. Is how come we want to try to talk ourselves out of what we feel?
1: Well, first of all, I think they're really uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, we don't really want to feel them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We want, So they, we want to make sense of them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's got to be a good reason for this, you mm-hmm. know? And if there's not a good reason for this, then we maybe feel like something's wrong with us, or we feel guilty, or we feel just something's not quite right, and so we can't rationalize it. And so for me, I think for years, I just wanted to hide it. Um. I wanted to deny it, judge it, shame it. You know, um, and until you know, recently the last five ten years, I've been able to more embrace that that sense of oh, I'm having this feeling. It means something. I don't. I maybe don't know what it means. I maybe can't figure it out. But giving my space to have it. But then, if you know, if your spouse isn't with you on that, right. then. It makes it really tricky because, like you said, well, that doesn't make any sense. You just saw people. You were with people. Why would you feel like that? Mm-hmm. And then you really feel like, oh no, now what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Because logically, this isn't this doesn't add up.
0: So when when I or we, maybe in those moments, uh, m- maybe to you it feels like I'm minimizing the pain or minimizing the emotion. And and I want to say for a moment. That I think this is true for many of us is that it—it's not simply an attempt to tell our spouse they ought not to be feeling what they're feeling. That—that really—that's not really the core issue in that moment. I think for many of us, it's that we feel helpless. In what our spouse might be feeling, meaning we can't do something about it. And when we can't do something about what our spouse feels, we want to try to talk them out of what they feel. That mm. that's a way we try to help actually.
1: Right. I think I think you're trying to be helpful. Sure. But I think most I think
0: most couples, they're trying at a core maybe to be helpful. We're not we're not really aware that at times in that moment that it's unhelpful. Right. But it but but it's with the attempt to help. Not always, but sometimes.
1: Or or it's the attempt to understand, hmm. you know, which you can appreciate later, like, oh, you're really trying to understand. Wait, how can this be? You you had these Zoom calls, and you've had interaction with people. But it didn't
0: make sense to I me. I don't
1: understand, yeah. and I want to understand right. you, you know. But it doesn't really come across that way in the moment, because in the moment, you just kind of feel judged. Mm-hmm. You feel like, oh, yeah, why do I have these feelings? What's wrong with me? So
0: when I respond with a, a, a why or how come, sometimes it can come across as judgment. Right. Yeah. Which for many of us, maybe we're aware that that is actually the core of shame. Judgment is the core of shame. We won't spend much time in this moment talking about that. We've talked about that in other podcasts, but when when I, you, in that moment, when one feels judgment, not that that's intentional, and I think for many couples, the asking of why or the trying to talk the other out of what they feel is not meant to imply judgment, although that's the impact, mm-hmm. and so again, I really want to highlight that that our our attempt to try to ask why and may, uh, try to understand and or try to talk the other out of well, actually, you you had three Zoom calls with people. I mean that that's a way to try to help, although it's not helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I think actually in our marriage, it's almost been the reverse because I think I've been more of the logical trying to be the, more of the logical thinker and analyzing maybe why you might be upset about mm-hmm. a certain thing right? O- over the years. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you were upset about something with the kids and you didn't feel connected. And I know that I would rationally try to explain, well, you know, you know, sometimes kids, they just want to be with their friends or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I think we've talked about this yes. um, on the podcast and, and how I, and I know from my perspective that I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to give you like It
0: is trying. I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: and I know also that it isn't helpful. So it's it's a tendency that I think both partners do. And it just depends on who's feeling the emotion at the moment and, and whether or not the other feels like they understand. And I think that's kind of the key, too, is we don't have to understand, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of permission to say, you're really feeling this, and I don't really understand it, but I, I'm going to let you have your feeling and I'm going to sit with you in it. Right. That's kind of what we hope for.
0: Right. And, and I think what you just said, Lisa, is helpful around that. What we're craving when we have a feeling simply is that we're reminded that we're not alone. That's all that, that is the primary need when we are distressed, upset, bothered, hurt, frustrated, disappointed, something, whether that's between us or an external event or experience it's that our marriage is meant to be a place that in that moment we are reminded that we're not alone. And and that's the same innate need we had from birth. It's that when there was was an emotional experience for any of us from the moment we were born, all we're, all we need at a core foundational place is to be reminded that we're not alone in it. That's what soothing is. That's what comfort is. That's what attunement is. That's what emotional presence is, that's what availability is. It's that from the very beginning of our life, what reminded us of the sense that we were and are not alone is that when when the other can be present to the pain Mm -hmm. without simply judging it, dismissing it, minimizing it. For many of us, when we had pain, when we had hurt, when we had frustration, when we had disappointment, uh, a common maybe response from the other particularly attachment figure, would be something like, what's wrong with you? That's no big deal. Come on, you're fine. And not in those many words, but that can be the impact. Mm-hmm.
1: Because we were born with emotions. Yes. I don't know we, why we fight against them, but I think they're just so vulnerable. Yeah. So we were born with
0: Born f- with four primary emotions, yes, each of us. They are innate. And if we pause for a moment and say, hey, uh, w- what would those be? Like, what would you say? How, how would you fill in that blank? And we actually have four from the moment we are born. We are born with innate emotions, and those are anger, fear, sadness, and happy. Happy slash joy. Those are our four primary emotions. Many, many, I think, in this world of feelings might want to label those or name those as negative versus positive. And 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 I don't and I don't think we think that's very helpful. there just are. They just are our primary emotions that we are born with a sense of being angry about something we feel sad about something we we are afraid of something and we are maybe happy joyful about something like that's a that's a common i I would just say we we are all born with that in a way, but yet for many of us, we have stories experiences where sometimes emotions were minimized, sometimes they were seen as less than we might mm-hmm. have grown up in families where Again, emotions might have been seen as less than mm-hmm. that we we simply think about things we don't feel about things
1: so this would be a, a great opportunity for couples to maybe explore sure these stories you know what what was the story of anger in your mm-hmm. family what did conflict look like what did what happened when your parent got angry at you what happened when you got angry at your parent or your sibling mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, just what kind was of the, like
0: like you said, what was the message?
1: Right, was the message?
0: Right.
1: You know, let's talk it through. Was the message, don't ever do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, what what were these messages? What was the message around sadness? Were, yeah. were you talked out of it? I know Brene Brown talks about the, the least helpful comment when someone is sharing something. You know, a sad feeling or or um, a hurt feeling is. For someone to say, well, at least, yes. and then fill in the blank,
0: right.
1: um, and I know we tend to do that. And again, I think we're trying to be helpful. You know, it's not like
0: right. It is an attempt to be helpful, but it I is really, so not is, helpful. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it it it. We I, I mean we've said that a few times, but we'll see, we'll keep saying it. It 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 is meant at some level to be of help. Mm-hmm. But but here's where I think it. It's not just to try to help the other. It's actually to. In a indirect way, it's a it's a way we try to help ourselves. When I don't feel like I can do something about my wife or my husband's pain, we sometimes will use at least to try to rid myself of the helplessness. That it is on one level to be helpful, but it's also to try to remove, delete, uh, take care of uh, the the heartache, the helplessness that I feel. So
1: you're wanting to say, look on the bright side, you know, like on
0: the bright side. Well, at least we just
1: heard a sermon this morning on being grateful, you know, Mm. and so it's like. Well, you you know, you should be grateful, at least this mm-hmm. and that, which it's helpful to do for yourself, but not for the other. No, I, especially, guessing,
0: in the especially, especially in the midst of pain, especially in the midst of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And she, let's r- highlight that real quick. Brené Brown has this animated video uh, of of how that plays itself out in moments of at least that, and maybe for, for those of you listening, if you have a moment to, you can YouTube, ser- YouTube search that. Mm-hmm. What it's were you going to say?
1: Yeah, no, it's a good one.
0: Yeah. You're going to say something.
1: Oh, you can finish that. Are you done with that? Yeah, thought? I'm done with that. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say. I'm guessing this comes up a lot when you're meeting with clients. Mm-hmm. So, like how how do you interact with people when this is at play? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think talking about the way that we're talking about it, that we have these left brain versus right brain responses. Uh, yeah. Last week there was a, a couple that I was working with, and they were talking about this as a familiar pattern. Uh, she came into the kitchen, uh, he was making some coffee and she said, Hey, I was hoping to to go for a, a walk with you uh this morning and and he turned around and said, Well, I I'm going to the gym. You you knew that I was going to the gym and she turned around and, and walked away. And and what happened in that moment is a similar familiar moment for most couples where one made a bid. She made a bid to connect. I, I you know, want to go for a walk, and he he was like, "Well, I, I already got plans." And she walked away. And uh, this is a a, a common, familiar dance for them, for many couples. There's what we call this kind of pursue, withdraw. She withdraws in her hurt, and then he pursues and says, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, well, well, and she was able to say, "Well, I'm a little disappointed. I, I was hoping to go for a walk for you with you." And now he, here's left brain versus right brain. This is, this is what takes place for many of us. In that moment, he says something like, what? We went for a walk yesterday. Uh, you knew I was going, don't you remember? You knew I was gonna work out with, with my buddy this morning. Now that's a left brain response to a right brain emotion. She's disappointed, he responds with logic and reasoning. What are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. It sounds like sense. a defensiveness. So. It's a defensiveness because I can't, he, we, the other, we cannot bear the pain of the other in those moments. Not that he caused the pain, but he contributed to it. There was impact. There wasn't his intent to hurt his wife. It wasn't his intent to say, I don't want to be with you. Although that's the impact. She feels disappointed.
1: Right. <clears throat> we can also be kind of irritated.
0: <laughs> I sure. mean,
1: that would be really irritating. So mm-hmm. I think the first thing we go to is logic when we're irritated. Come on. Can't you see the math here? Yeah. You know,
0: like. I, I didn't do this. Uh, I. Or yeah. we want to get out of
1: it. Like, I'm not the one that's causing pain. You, right. you should have known my schedule, right. you know?
0: Right. So how do they navigate that? How do we navigate that? Because
1: that's a common one for that's, us,
0: too. That is a common one for us, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's common for, I mean, anybody that's saying it's not common for us is lying. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that fully, but I'm saying, hey, I think it, it happens more than we recognize and more than we want to be aware of in our marriage for most of us, if not all of us at times. So for them and for us, how do we navigate moments like that? Well... Well, well, part of it is to be aware of. Let, let's let's pause for a moment and say, wh- what am I trying to l- literally do when I when I meet or match my spouse's pain with logic? What? Well, again, we're saying it, it's an attempt to cope. It's an attempt to care. Maybe it's an attempt to relieve myself from her or his pain. That's part of it. But but all we're craving, really, at a core deep level, is empathy. Mm-hmm. In those moments, that's all we're craving. That's all we're needing. Empathy sounds like, oh, shoot, I would have really enjoyed that as well. Um, I'm sorry, I, I was going to go work out with my buddy. H- how about a little bit later? Could we maybe go for a walk a little bit later? Like That's that's best case scenario. So it's kind of a recovery. Like, it is a recovery. We're not going to avoid
1: these situations. No. They're going to come up. No,
0: they're going to come up Emotions
1: often. pop up. We don't even know they're happening when yeah. they come up. So a split second
0: moments. It's right? not that we're like, trying to avoid. It wasn't like she walked in the kitchen hoping to be disappointed. It's not like you were sharing a feeling of loneliness and and expecting me to minimize it. Like it's it, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. But it is yes, recovery, repair, a, a remembering. I think a remembering of what's helpful. I think our intentional, like pausing moments of hmm. She's upset. He's bothered she's hurt. He's disappointed. How might I respond well?
1: And almost like a, a catching yourself, like, um, I want to be more intentional about mm. this. So I know that I tend to respond logically. So I mean, this is my this is my thinking is, I'm going to try to catch myself in the moment. I'm, I might mess up a little bit and start to, you know, be defensive or start to say at least or start to say some of these things. But then I might be able to stop myself and say, that wasn't helpful, was it? Mm you know like sometimes i hear you you know that's hard
0: it it, it that can be a very helpful response to what you just named is being able to be aware of what's happening for me in the moment it's a little bit of what we've been talking about along the way of can can we pause can we reflect can we be intentional about what's happening for me can we be curious the the other phrase that we want to be intentional about is in moments like that uh we believe that our left brain logic and reasoning can talk the other out of what they feel. And, and in, a, in a playful, but I think also very intentional way is that right brain always trumps left brain. If we remember nothing else about our marital dynamic, maybe it would be something like that. And when we've used that phrase in other contexts in other environments, that, that's, that can be a primary takeaway is that I don't know if our logic and reasoning left brain can ever talk the other, the other out of what they feel. I don't actually think that is possible. I don't think it's been possible in our marriage when you've tried to talk me out of what I feel, when I've tried to talk you out of what you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, It's not helpful. It rarely does it ever go well, if ever.
1: Mm -hmm. I think we tend to do it a lot with kids, too, don't we? Sure. Just in general, in our culture, I think, you know, when a child's feeling fear or... They're, you know, they're afraid to sleep alone in the dark. We want to talk them out of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, or when they get hurt, oh, it's not that bad. You're not bleeding. You know, (laughs) like I think we, our culture maybe tends to steer away from that in general. Mm -hmm. I think we're, we're less um, inviting for emotion. I think it's too out of control. Maybe it's too scary to be in the emotional side. So it's interesting. So I think your story can play a lot, a big part in, maybe how you Absolutely. are in the world. And then as you realize how you are together and which one maybe might be more right brain, more emotional, and, and just being able to unpack that together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I like that in the way of the parenting imagery. We don't have to be a parent, but we can remember being a child. And part of that is when we were in pain, how was it responded to? That That is such a helpful, intentional reflection and in story and how you those of you listening, navigate conversations like that. Because all we're craving again is the validation of the feeling, then maybe we can have a conversation about how we might be able to think or f- about it differently or understand it differently. But without presence, without empathy, without the capacity to, or the the reminder that we're not alone in what we feel. So no matter what our age, I think that's the core fear we hold, is that we are going mm-hmm. to be alone in what we feel. Mm-hmm. and And, our marriage is a, is a reminder that we are not alone. I think that's the beauty of what, what marriage is meant to be. These Which were,
1: way I think it feels especially lonely when we don't have that in our marriage. Right. And our marriage is supposedly you know, a place where we don't feel alone, but we feel really lonely in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking about the person that maybe is listening to this on their own, but their yes. spouse isn't. Right. And so I'm just wondering, um, what would you say? Would would you help that person maybe to give words to their Spouse, and just say, When I'm feeling a certain feeling, here's what I need.
0: Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think that's a very helpful, courageous, brave. Because
1: uh, they can respond or not.
0: Yes. But like what you just sometimes said. Sometimes a spouse just says, hey, Well, listen. tell me what you
1: need. And <laughs> right. you don't know. We and don't so, know.
0: We don't know what we need. But when we might we just need feel. space. Right.
1: You know, just can you not judge it? Can mm-hmm. you just let me have my feeling? Mm-hmm. Can you sit with me in it? Can you not try to fix it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think naming what we need when we do feel is helpful. Yeah, I, I think, hey, I listen to this podcast. I think what I need is just for you to stay present a little bit. I think I, I just need some reflection. Uh, I think the reminder that I'm not alone in it, uh, the validation of what I might feel. I think one of those, if not all of those, something mm-hmm. along those lines, mm-hmm. to to be aware of what we need when we are in a right brain state is we need the reminder, yes, that we're not alone. We also need the reminder that it's okay to feel what we feel, no matter what our age. Mm-hmm. We could be two or we could be 80. Right. It's the same longing that we have in any relational dynamic throughout life together. Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's those two magic words that we always long for, but we don't know until we hear it,
0: mm-hmm. which are go ahead. Of
1: course. Yes. <laughs> and I've really, I've learned really well to do that with my friends, but sometimes I slip up in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I think it's just you get so caught up in the emotion. Yeah. But. I love hearing it from a friend I love hearing it from my mom like if I'm talking about maybe
0: something, you love hearing it from Steve
1: I love hearing it from Steve <laughs> I, I love hearing it you know because yeah. it really helps me not be so hard on myself like wow you're going through a really yeah. hard thing of course you feel that way yeah
0: and and it's not natural for many of us like I just want to highlight that for a moment that that those two words of course especially if we're more oriented with a left brain, Way of being in the world, it's it doesn't make sense to validate what the other feels if it doesn't make sense to us, right? But and of course doesn't mean we have to feel the same, right? And of course can say I I could see how that might be true for you. I could see how you might feel that way, even though it might not be the same for me.
1: Yeah, I think we might think someone is going to expect us to give them more information or help them further, but really. Just saying those two words can really calm us down. Mm -hmm. I know it's worked for me, and I've been on both sides of it, and so I've seen the power of just, you know, it's validating, right? It's just saying you are in a hard spot.
0: And when we offer those two words, of course, it is meeting that core need, the core longing we have, to be reminded that we're not alone, and that it's okay to feel what we feel. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at reconnectmarriage.